another episode of the podcast of Galaxy. Uh, I'm here with Jared. Hi, Jared. Hello, everyone. How's it going today? Going very well. That's good. So today we are going to be covering a new episode of uh, what actually the last two episodes of What If. Uh, sorry. So uh, in, it was an exciting season, but we are going to uh, basically uh, con- uh, conclude it today. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. So uh, the first one we're going to cover is episode um, eight. And then we're going to do episode nine afterwards. Both are connected to Ultron. And uh, yeah, we're just going to basically uh, review the season as a whole. So uh, we're going to cover episode seven, like we always do our first reactions. Jared, what were your uh, first thoughts about this uh, episode? Well, first of all, this was... These I'll I'll go off these two episodes. Kind of I'm gonna relate them, but obviously we're gonna go over eight um, <laughs> next. I I really liked it. I really really love seven and eight. I'll go over you know obviously only seven now, but it was super suspenseful, which I really liked. This was definitely one of the best. The best are between seven and eight for me, and four is up there as well. I love the Doctor Strange one, but this one was just it was exciting throughout the entire thing and it was new it was fresh there was a lot of moments when i was just you know kind of on the edge of my seat like when they were looking through the the files to find um arnim zola that was super you know just kind of nerve-wracking there's just a lot of stuff that went on that was it was pretty masterfully made and I think they put a lot of effort into it, and I and I really like that. And I think that picked up steam in the last few episodes. I, I really, really enjoyed the entirety of the episode. Yeah, I, I totally agree. First of all, Ultron was, you, you know, as a character, Ultron is, you know, even before this episode, I really like Ultron as a villain. Uh, this episode just added a whole other layer to the Ultron character, obviously, with uh, him succeeding in his mission and basically wiping out planets and wiping out like all of earth with the infinity stones. Uh, really, really cool. And definitely one of my favorite, what if stories to date, um, you know, you also had the watcher versus Ultron and that was this, the cinematography and that was great. I love the visuals. Um, and yeah, other than that, you know, it just basically like, and with him cutting, chopping down Thanos and stuff like that, with like in, in the first five seconds of the meeting, yeah, it was it was re- really entertaining to see uh, Ultron with these uh, Infinity Stones, and definitely like a you know a fresh a fresh new storyline for Ultron, and it it. it it did serve as a great return for him to, into the MCU. I did want to see more of him, especially after Age of Ultron. And yeah, it's it's exciting to it was exciting to uh, see him return in this uh, new format. So and yeah, basically just him, you know, tearing realities apart. It's it was it was truly entertaining. So uh, yeah, I just want to get your thoughts on part you some of your favorite parts in this episode, Jared, like, uh, what were you, do you, or do you have any of these favorite parts that you wanted just to, to discuss in episode seven? Oh uh, yeah. I, I really, really did. I completely forgot to mention that. I love the watcher versus Ultron fight when he realized that he was there when, when Ultron realized that the watcher was there and the watcher was just kind of, Oh, well, you know, he can't do anything because I'm in, you know, my special watching place. And then he broke through. It was just such an amazing moment. 
but it also shows how powerful the Watcher is. And when you saw like Utah's, I think Utah's his real name, but when you saw like his real form and he still has, you know, a lot of fighting ability, it's just really cool to think that, you know, something that powerful exists all over. And especially because it's surreal, because it's a species. That's not just, it's just one of the species. Yeah, absolutely. And so my, I, I know I touched on this just a little bit before, but uh, the scene where he like, you know, cuts Thanos in half with the lasers uh, after, uh, you know, after the Avengers literally spent like, I don't know how how long try to take him down. It was I I I actually got a laugh out of it seeing him like just completely uh, cut in half within the first five seconds or like even three seconds of them interacting with each other. Uh, I I thought that was great. And then one of my favorite scenes was how they basically flipped the scripts on t- on the scenes bet- between uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye in Avengers Endgame versus them uh in this episode with obviously you can see uh hawkeye sacrificing himself for black widow um you know by taking out by taking out the ultron bots with and you know blowing himself up in the process and then and versus you know black widow falling to her death to receive the soul stone in endgame so i like that comparison there and i like that little switch and i and i do think that was done on purpose to kind of make that connection like you know what if uh, hawkeye did this instead of black widow so i thought that that was a cool connection there and it was you know i am a big fan of hawkeye as well so you know that was kind of you know sad to see hawkeye uh, go like that and yeah the, other than that i just thought that it was one of my favorite episodes as well and I agree with you about that just because it had so many entertaining parts and that Ultron was set up in this episode as a really um, badass villain. So I really like that. So uh, do you have any other thoughts uh, on this episode before we head into episode eight? Uh, yeah. I, I also just forgot to mention the that scene where Clint fell down instead of um Natasha, I I did really like that drawing comparisons between Endgame and that was just it was really nice to see. I mean, it, it obviously it's in very different terms, but I feel like it still had a good emotional value to it. Yeah, absolutely, uh, and it just shows you like especially since you you know you saw Black Widow's reaction to uh, Hawkeye. And then you see Hawkeye's reaction when Black Widow sacrifices herself in Endgame. You, it's their connection and their relationship with each other is is one of the most one of the strongest out of all the Avengers, I would say. So it was just cool to see that relationship being built uh, in this episode as well. So uh, yeah, but that's as long as you don't have anything, Jared. Feel free to interrupt. But if not, we are going to move on to episode eight. Uh, and uh, sorry, I don't know why I just said episode eight, episode nine. So this was basically the Guardians of the Multiverse episode. It was the formation of the Guardians of the Multiverse, and it was the season finale. Uh, Jared, what are your thoughts about this episode? Well, I really like the concept and how it was executed as well. I mean, just drafting all the heroes and kind of bringing everything to this one point, everything that we've watched so far to this one point. It was, it was really cool. And one of my favorite parts of the episode was just uh, Doctor Strange. 
And, you know, obviously he realized what he had done was awful. And Utua had to, or the Watcher had to go into his dimension to be safe from uh, from Ultron. I don't really know how that works. Why Ultron couldn't see into Doctor Strange's dimension. But either way, it was it was awesome just to see that, you know, Doctor Strange and the Watcher team up and kind of draft this entire team of people, you know, you put the spells on them, just an epic battle between them and Ultron with just a ton of iconic moments, all their planning. And then we also got, you know, at the end where I I was expecting him to, where um, Killmonger tried to put on the, uh, the Infinity Stones, and I was definitely expecting him to. But Arnim Zola, like doing the doing what, Ultra, I mean, it was the exact same thing that Ultron did to Jarvis. It was really cool to see that be portrayed. Obviously, it was faces instead of just the AI interface, but it was cool to see just Arnim Zola and you know what he did. And obviously, it was you know it was kind of a cliffhanger as to what Arnim Zola was going to do with this newfound power. But I, I was glad how it was kind of set up and actually brought out it was it was really cool to see and all the teamwork they worked together really really well it was just a different feel and that's really what i'm looking for in these episodes is a different feel and i think that's what we got uh just a completely different flip the script completely different thing different concept different everything and i was really happy with it i think that it was a great way to end the series, a, a culmination of all the other series. It showcased everyone quite well. And it, there wasn't like one person that did, I mean, Doctor Strange did do most of the work, but there wasn't one person that didn't fight. And I think that the fact that everyone had the ability and did fight just made it so much sweeter. And it was just, it was an amazing uh, last episode. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I agree. I thought that it was a, an epic ending to quite a fun show, in my opinion. And, you know, the, the only I, I will get to the flaw first. And I don't know if you felt the same way. Uh, you know, most of the members had an episode beforehand where it basically introduced that character. Uh, the Gamora one where she had Thanos's armor was not a separate episode. And I wish that's the only thing I did wish that she did have an ep- episode that introduced her and showed how she got Thanos's armor because she did seem a lot of out of place there. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think her character was great. And I think, you know, she had, I, I love the fact that they incorporated a storyline where she got her father's armor. But with that being said, I just wish that they showed that. And something tells me, because I know there was a report earlier saying that there were supposed to be 10 episodes in this season, but they had to cut one. Something tells me that that was the Gamora and the Thanos uh, episode with Gamora got Thanos's armor. I, I have a hunch because it, she did see it. She just seemed a little out of place in this. Uh, other than that, even if that's not the case, I mean, it doesn't matter. I just wish that she, uh, you know, had more of an origin story as well, along with all the other heroes. But um, other than that, the positives, the visuals were great as well. You know, I, I loved I loved seeing all these characters return from other episodes 
for example, Doctor Strange, as you said, Doctor Strange was great in this once again with him uh, harnessing powers from you know a dark dimension. Uh, that was great. Yeah, Arnim Zola, like you said, it's, it was kind of cool to see him actually being see, being the one to defeat Ultron, uh, and it was great to see him return. You know, uh, just all these all these cool and all plus all the cool fight scenes uh, between the Guardians of the Multiverse and Ultron. So yeah, really, really fun episode. So uh, with that being said, I just want to ask you, Jared. I, I, I think I know your answer to this. Who is your who who would you say was your favorite Guardians of the Multiverse? Or not even just that. Who is your be, be, favorite character that showed up throughout uh, the show of What If? Well, I mean, I would. Pr- I'm pretty much obligated to say Doctor Strange. I mean, a close second would probably be Thor. I really liked just what he did, but when I look back at the episode, all the things that Dr. Strange did, like without him, they would be so screwed. Like a lot of stuff he did was super, super cool too. Like when he duplicated all of Thor's hammers and it made a sphere around Ultron or, you know, obviously he unleashed the giant tentacle monster inside of him and it kind of wrapped up Ultron all that stuff was just super cool. And I and the visuals were amazing for it as well. All the super outlandish stuff is kind of what I what I came for. And that's what I got, especially with him. All this magic stuff. And I was really happy with all, you know, all the spells he cast and everything like that. But Thor also just, he put up a really good fight. And I, and I liked his personality throughout the fight. I, I just think, I mean, everyone was good. But I'm pretty obligated to say Doctor Strange just because of how much he did and what he did. It was just super entertaining to watch and I think that he was just... and that They made a good decision with what characters they brought in and how they utilized them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I like Doctor Strange. I wouldn't call it my favorite uh, primarily because I really liked... You know, it, it is to tie, basically a tie between two, I would say. One of them is the one that you had with Party Thor. I thought that that was incredibly entertaining. And I stand by the fact that Party Thor is one of my favorite episodes. He was just a really fun, you know, he was just a really funny guy. And it, and plus the fact that Chris Hemsworth is voicing him just made for a really entertaining character and a cool spin on the story of Thor. Uh, on top of that, I thought that uh, T'Challa is Star-Lord. And I would probably say this T'Challa was one of my was more. I would say he's probably my favorite, just because you know I re- I really like uh, 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 T'Challa, and it was great to hear and and emotional as well to hear uh, Chadwick Boseman's voice one last time. But you know it was I I would say his um, combination with uh, Star Lord there was really cool and it added a new take basically on the story of not only black panther but the guardians of the galaxy and i thought that it was the most interesting character uh mashup there and had some really cool uh moments throughout the uh show so yeah i would say that t'challa star lord was probably one of my favorite characters so other and so basically Moving on, actually, before we move on from it, Jared, do you, did you want to say anything else regarding uh, 
uh, the episode nine of What If. I, I did like what you pointed out about uh, T'Challa as Star-Lord. That was one of my favorite episodes. I did really like that episode and just him in general. And obviously what you bring up about, you know, hearing his voice for the last time is it's very, you know, it's very solemn and sad. But, you know, I, I'm just I'm glad that they implemented it in and I'm glad they implemented it in a good way. Obviously, he didn't do you know, as much as someone like Doctor Strange, but he put on a good show and it was very entertaining to just see everyone kind of work in just symphony. It was it was really nice to see all of these actors, all of these characters working symphony in like a, you know, an ultra, uh, in like an endgame type way. All these characters, you know, in this one big choreography scene. It was, it was really entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. So... Moving on from from this episode, although we might revisit this depending on your next answer, Jared, I just want to talk to you a little bit about like the 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 season in in whole here. Uh, what what would you say? We're gonna go to least first because obviously you know we should highlight the ups and downs of this show in general. Uh, we're just gonna give the least favorite episodes here. So if you want to chime in, what would you say was one of the more weaker episodes here in this in this show well when i think back to it if i'm being honest one of my least favorite i'll give two is that all right yeah i'll give two uh my two least favorite i would have to say were probably uh tony stark and killmonger that one it just it, it wasn't too entertaining. It was with someone who I didn't really like to watch as a main character. He's a great villain, but I don't really. It, it just wasn't as entertaining as you know something like. And it also ended up the same way as you know him conquering uh, Wakanda, which is you know what what was originally intended. And then the other one is, as I didn't not like it. It was just that it was very plain. And that was the first episode. It was a good introductory episode, but as I look back on it, it just wasn't as entertaining as a lot of the others. It was seemed very rushed. It was, you know, it, it was the same outcome overall. It was just different variables put in. It was it was entertaining, but it just didn't perform to the same level that a lot of the others did such as you know T'Challa or Doctor Strange, Party Thor, the last two episodes, a lot of those. And besides that, I would say the zombies was uh, kind of the biggest disappointment for me because I was super, super hyped for the zombies. I was expecting a lot from the zombies and it didn't really didn't really give what I was expecting. I did, I wouldn't say that that was the worst episode, but I would say that, that was the episode that made me the most disappointed just because of how much I expected from it. Because this was like, this is a very strange and foreign concept, you know? Uh, Marvel zombies. Like, However, I will bring that back to uh, the last episode. That was an amazing scene where, you know, Doctor Strange, I think it was Doctor Strange that opened the portal, or maybe it was the Watcher. One of them opened the portal to that world, and just a bunch of zombies came piling on in, and then Wanda came down. 
and obviously that led to a good thing, but just the episode in general was a little disappointing with how it was executed and really put into play. But overall, I would say all the rest of the episodes performed very well, and I liked them. Yeah, so I'm going to have to agree with you regarding my least favorite one, because Iron Man and uh, the Era Killmonger one was a great. Uh, and we both had the same beliefs that, you know, it wasn't too different from, like, you know, the storyline of Killmonger wanting the throne in Black Panther. So, it, yeah, it, it, and it didn't do anything for me. It just, it, it, and it was, it was not really entertaining. So I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to say that um, the Iron Man one and Eric Killmonger one did it do it for me as well. And regarding the uh, zombie one, I was also playing on touching on that one. That one, I mean, it was it was fun, uh, just like they all were. They were all fun. But I'm going to have to say that the um, this one also would rank uh, lower down on the list, primarily based off what you said is that I was expecting a little more. And plus, the ending kind of left me a little confused. I do not know why we left it left it on a cliffhanger. And I kind of wish it's something that we could return to. And then again, I'm not sure we will return to it. So, yeah, the zombies. And I, I think that Spider-Man was cool. I loved how Spider-Man got added there. Um, and I liked Hulk's role in that. But outside of that, I just really didn't connect to the episode as much. So, yeah, I'm going to have to say Iron Man and Killmonger and um, the Zombies episode. With that being said, and Jared, I think I know where you might be going with this as well. But we are going to touch on the uh, greater aspects and greater episodes of the show. So, Jared, which ones did you like the most? Well, going based off memory... This is actually really tough because I really, really liked it. It pretty much goes in in categories. There isn't really a middle ground. There's only one in the middle ground that I kind of liked, which was the zombies one. And then I didn't like episode one and then the Killmonger one. But then I really liked T'Challa's episode, Doctor Strange's episode, Party Thor's episode, and then the last two. So I'm, uh, it's, it's hard to actually draw a conclusion between which one is my favorite. But I would have to say that it's probably between the final episode and maybe it's even just between Party Thor and Doctor Strange. I love Doctor Strange's episode. It was just a very – it was a nice tale. And obviously there was – I'm glad it you know actually got – you know, it returned out in the end and he kind of made up for it. So overall, I would say that Doctor Strange was my favorite. However, I am very biased as I really like Doctor Strange. But I would, yeah, I would definitely say that Doctor Strange is my favorite. But I mean, everything else is really high up there. All the rest of the episodes that I liked were really high up there. Yeah, so I, I agree. A lot of stuff to tie up there, including, like, you know, the T'Challa one was great um, with as Star-Lord. That's definitely, I would say, if I were to give a top three, that would be in the top three um, episode. I would say episode seven would also be in the top three. Uh, uh, not Sorry, not episode, well, episode seven, the party, th- I keep on getting it mixed up with. Now, the party Thor episode, actually, I'm about to touch on that, but I would also say that episode eight, the one with Ultron was also uh, a fantastic one. But regarding the one that would is probably my favorite, 
it would definitely be the party throw one because I continuously say this about the the party throw is just uh, it was just so much fun. You, you know the it, party throw was such a it, he was a character that you can connect to and you can relate to of a guy that just you know wants to have fun. There were so many Easter eggs too. There were more Easter eggs in that episode than like you know some of the episodes even combined. You know, you had so many fun characters, such as Howard the Duck, Rocket Raccoon was in there for a little bit. You know, you had, um, you had uh, Darcy in there. And, you know, I, I was, I've been a fan of her for a while, especially in WandaVision. She was great. I, and, yeah, it was just so, it was, you had Korg in there, the Grandmaster. Yeah, it was just so much fun. And uh, it made me laugh. It, not a lot of episodes, like, actually made me, like, laugh. But um, it, it uh, party throw episode definitely did accomplish that and accomplish basically what the whole season of what if basically um did just in one episode. So I I really like it. Um, yeah. So other than that, Jared, do you have any other final thoughts uh, regarding what if here? No, I I think that we 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 pretty much summed it up really well. Just what if in general has been a really good series, and I think it delivered on a majority of episodes. If I, if I were to rank this among the series, this is just I'm kind of going a little off topic, but if I were to rank this among the series, this would be decently high up. This might be even second for me. It was just it was super entertaining, and it had some of the best episodes of the series so far. Loki would personally, I like Loki a little more. Um, but overall, this was a great series. I loved it. Yeah, absolutely. And if I if I were to give a ranking too, this would be it definitely would it be less. Um, I don't know. I I'm not gonna. I, I'm just gonna say that Loki is my favorite. So I I would probably put Loki up there. But let's just uh, up there at the top. But let's just say that what if would probably go in that two to three range. Uh, one division might go before it just because I thought that that was pretty entertaining. Uh, but between Falcon and the Winter Soldier and What If, What If might even come before it. So I did, I did, and I did, and I wasn't expecting like this to be. I what, you know, some expected this to be less on on their list. Um, I don't know. I I expected this to be um high on high on the list of Disney Plus shows, but some did it, and I'm hoping that you know this show does end up on people's on people's like favorites uh there and plus when we compare it to like netflix shows like agents of shield and daredevil and stuff like that you know it, it would it would I, I would say that you know it does go it does go even higher so i i do think that this was a fun episode and as i said before i don't really like ranking them um but yeah i i still I, I, I just enjoyed this season and I definitely would not put it last on the Marvel studio show, uh, show list at all. So, uh, yeah, other than that, uh, anything else before we move on? No, I think we covered it pretty well. So, yeah, I know that this obviously, uh, wrapped up in a short amount of time here, but, uh, so we might as well cover, uh, some of the news that actually we just got today and some of the news about like what's been going on in the MCU in general. Uh, we're going to, so I'm just going to tell you, I'm just going to list off some of the things that uh, got confirmed in the MCU recently. And then we are going to be talking about them. 
So the first thing, and we're just going to be giving our uh, thoughts here. So the first thing I want to talk about is uh, the Adam Warlock casting. And Jared, honest to God, I don't even think he, I, I, I know we haven't talked about this. So you might not know about this, but uh, I, Adam Warlock has been casted. Uh, the actor was confirmed to be a guy named Will Poulter. Now, Jared, I don't know if you know who that is, but just to give you a uh, idea, he played Gale in the Maze Runner, so he was the villain. You know, he didn't let, he didn't want the rest of them uh, leave the maze in the Maze Runner, and uh, yeah, so he will be starring as Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Uh, thanks, James Gunn, for confirming that. So, Jared, what did what do you think about if you have any thoughts about this uh, casting, and if you know about the actor, what do you think about this? Uh, I mean, I, I don't really, I don't have too much to say about the actor, but I am just, I'm happy that we're getting updates about a movie so far away. Um, I'm just, it's, it's just kind of absurd how far away it really it is. I mean, we will be, you know, it's, it's going to be a quite, quite a ways away. We're going to be seniors by the time it comes out, but we might even be out of high school. It's just that we're already getting news about this and it's um and it's so far away I'm, I'm happy that we are getting updates and i hope that he can play it pretty well i love the maze runner so um hopefully he can play it really well and i'm expecting a lot from the new guardians of the galaxy movie yeah so i i i, I did read a comic once with adam warlock in it outside of that i know that he's like this um he he's a be he's He's a super powerful being, one of the most powerful, I would say, in the in the not in the MCU, in the comics. And you know, he does connect to Thanos a lot in the comics, and he does take part in some of the Avengers' uh, attempts to dethrone uh, Thanos of the Infinity Stones. So yeah, so he will be certainly, and obviously in Guardians of the Galaxy two, the end credits scene had uh, Aisha, the Golden Woman. Uh, announced that the person in that like golden machine there his name was adam and then you know that that was that was the end of it so uh obviously we know that adam warlock is probably would probably be in this movie and now it's confirmed and regarding the actor though and i here's the thing because i hated the i hate not the, the actor not the actor uh, I hated the care. I did not like the character at all. Nobody was supposed to, but it's it'll be j- in the Maze Runner. But it'll be interesting to see if you know. I I like you know Adam Warlock more, and if Will Poulter can bring more of a likable character to Adam Warlock, I I would think that's the case. But you know, I, I some actors you know work well with playing more unlikable characters. So we'll have to see uh, how you know, how much I enjoy the character of Adam Warlock uh, on the big screen. But yeah, considering I, it'll be interesting to see the comparisons between like, you know, Adam Warlock and obviously the two totally different, you know, movies here, but it's just interesting that I definitely did it like the character. And I don't think, as I said, I don't think a lot of people did. So it'll be interesting to see uh, the differences there between, um, characters and it'll be um interesting interesting to see how much uh uh will poulter brings to the adam warlock character and yeah 
So that's the first order of news. The second was that a TV spot of Hawkeye got released, and it was confirmed that two episodes uh, were debuting on the day before Thanksgiving, and that, uh, and and I I assume I know why this is. I believe that it is because the finale of Hawkeye, if it were just one episode a debut, uh, the finale of uh, Hawkeye would have in, uh, combined with the debut of the Book of Boba Fett, um, both on the same day at Disney+. Plus. So I think they want to give that some room. So, uh, Jared, are you excited uh, for Hawkeye to have uh, two episodes on opening day? Uh, well, well, of course. I mean, more episodes, it just means I can watch more Marvel. But I, I do like the episodes being spaced out because it gives me something to – you know, look forward to every week because I will binge an entire series in a day. It doesn't matter if I'm up until like three in the morning, I will binge it. So it is nice that, you know, we'll have maybe an hour, an hour and a half to watch now instead of 30, 34, you know, 45 minutes. But either way, it's still Hawkeye and I'm excited for the series. So any amount of episodes that are released, I'll be happy. I mean, this is, this is going to be a great series. And I, and I really, Marvel has been releasing some good stuff lately, so I'm expecting a good amount from this this show. Yeah, so I know that um, yeah, Hawkeye is one of my favorites. You know, I know that other people don't believe that. Uh, I mean, he he's one of the more underrated Avengers, in my opinion. So I'm excited to see the show Hawkeye, and yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to see the fact that there are uh, two episodes uh, on the on on the debut. On its on Hawkeye's debut on Disney Plus, and yeah, I also like how uh, it does it does kind of leave breathing room between the book of Boba Fett, which comes out in December, and then the finale of Hawkeye. And uh, another interesting thing to know about this is that it allows the finale of Hawkeye to be on the same exact week of the Spider Man No Way Home release date. So talk about a big week for Marvel. Uh, and it, and I, it's definitely, it's definitely going to be a huge week uh, w- regarding like, you know, the finale and then two days afterwards, uh, the debut of Spider-Man No Way Home in theaters. So yeah, I'm just really excited that Marvel announced uh, this because number one, as you said, it provides more Marvel content to watch uh, right before Thanksgiving. So that'll be satisfying. And, uh, yeah, it'll it'll uh, basically kickstart a fun uh, holiday season uh, for many reasons, and obviously it's a uh, Christmas related show. So yeah, it should be should be really fun. So and then the last uh, order of business here, and we actually just found this out uh, j- just recently, like actually minus I would say three hours ago. So and it's not great. And we're gonna we're gonna do it last because you know it's 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 slightly longer to talk about. Um, Marvel has just recently announced that everything in 2022 is uh, moving back. So, in other words, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It's going to, and it, it does really pain me to say this, and it is disappointing. But uh, Multiverse of Madness will be taking Thor's Love and Thunder spot on May. I actually don't remember. I think it's May 8th. If not, I'm sorry. But it'll be sometime, regardless, it'll be sometime in the beginning of May. 
Thor Love and Thunder will be taking uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever's spot in, in July. Wakanda Forever will be moving to November uh, of next year. And uh, yeah, so not great news coming out of Marvel today. But, um, you know, there is there is a plus side and or somewhat of a plus side, if you would say. Uh, and it's going to be the fact that Eternals and No Way Home uh, ha- are keeping their release dates intact. So obviously, No Way Home is one of the most anticipated movies of 2021. So it's good to see that that will stick. And Eternals also. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of too late to change Eternals now. I mean, they're literally having their world premiere tonight. So, but those two movies are staying where they are. Uh, but regarding Multiverse of Madness and stuff, yeah, it's not great news. So, uh, Jared, what are your thoughts about that? Well, we did talk about this a little earlier, and, you know, I'm not very excited about it because, you know, I mean, that's just, it's going to be a really long stretch between movies and just between content that Marvel is producing. And obviously, you know, that means we can't watch anything. And it's sad, but, you know, it's, it's going to happen things like this are bound to happen and you know we're just gonna have to deal with it it's it's unfortunate that everything is getting pushed back so far but you know i mean there's nothing we can really do it's 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 a uh, pretty sad yeah it, it's it, i i can't tell you exactly i i'm not kevin Feige in no way shape or form so i have no idea why this decision was made um and I'm going to hold off judgment on it because I, in my head, I certainly, I, I definitely have thoughts regarding what this can mean, but I don't know exactly what. So I'm, uh, I'll tell you that, you know, it could be a combination of things. It could be production issues on projects, which causes to be delayed. Um, it could be because of COVID. However, I doubt that since if it were because of COVID that it, it, it would have been uh, no way home. It probably would have been moved as well along with this, probably to Dr. Strange's March's spot. So I doubt that it's COVID related, but then again, I could be wrong. And that's why I'm like, you know, not coming to a consensus. And then the other thing I just wanted to, you know, keep, keep, I, that you guys should keep in mind is that uh, there's recently been a lot of drama going on around, um, you know, uh the it's called the IATSE I believe I don't know what that stands for I just know that that's a popular uh name the organization name that uh threatened to, uh, to for workers to go on strike uh behind the scenes so like filmers and cameramen uh all and because their work their workers rights were terrible I've heard and you know I, the IATSE wanted to change the, that and by going on strike, which they definitely threatened to do, um, production for all films and TV shows would have shut down and it would have sent Hollywood into chaos. Um, another thought that's going through my mind is that Marvel wanted to take precautionary measures and change the release dates of all of, the mo- uh, of all of their upcoming movies here so that if they did go on strike, they would have enough time to come out with these movies to uh, make finish making these movies and then uh, have time to release them uh, at the new dates. And obviously it, it, for example, if you saw work to do on multiverse and madness and that strike did happen, uh, you would have had to change it anyway. So I think my, 
that's actually probably my leading guess that it was a precautionary measure. Now it turns out that I don't think the strike is happening. I think that a deal was met to give those workers better rights, which is a very good thing. And so, and obviously workers obviously need better rights, uh, uh, especially since, you know, they have the right to their own freedoms and they have, they need freedom as, as well. So if these projects did uh, go go delayed, it would have been for a good cause. And I'm hearing that these rights were established or and uh, basically acknowledged and new rights will be created. And, and it basically a new deal was met and a strike probably is going to be prevented. I haven't heard whether or not it's that's 100% final, but my guess is, is that it could have been a precautionary measure just in case uh, they went on strike. But, I, you know, th- it could have just as well been production uh, issues in Marvel. So it could be anything. But, yeah, regardless of what it is, it does think. Uh, it does think that this has to happen. And as I was telling you before, Jared, there is now a five-month, four- to five-month uh, slate with no movies um, shows the good news is thanks to Disney Plus, you probably will see Disney Plus shows debuting. I know that Moon Knight, there's potential for Moon Knight to uh, happen during that span. She Hulk potentially, Ms. Marvel potentially, probably not all of them, but I'm just listing some ideas here. But yeah, between Spider Man and No Way Home and the Multiverse of Madness, there is going to be quite the break there where there are going to be no more movies uh, for Marvel in the near future. So yeah, it really does, really does stink, but we thought we should give you guys the heads up and uh, yeah, Jared, are there any other final thoughts? No, I just, I am pretty disappointed in how long we're going to have to wait without movies. And obviously we are going to have to find stuff to keep busy with the podcast. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it, as long as, you know, as you said, we, we find stuff, we will continue providing uh, content for you on the podcast and especially through, and I'm not even worried about that right now because obviously uh, we, there, there is, uh, I will give you basically just a rundown of the remainder of 2022. You have Eternals coming up uh, next week. We are, we are probably going to give, do a review uh, preview of both the Eternals movie and Hawkeye. Uh, we are going to, um, eventually we're going to like, once we're going to give a review of Eternals. Once Hawkeye is out, we're going to review it episode by episode, week by week. And then the, basically I view this as the main event of the year as, as it is for Marvel, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home coming out in December. So, and Hawkeye will lead us right into No Way Home. And actually, I forgot that, you know, Disney Plus Day is on November 12th and Marvel has announced that they're doing basically an upcoming, uh, basically highlighting what's going to be on Disney Plus for Marvel. Uh, I would expect maybe a She-Hulk, Moon Knight, uh, Ms. Marvel teaser potentially and new show announcements, basically release dates, everything regarding the new Marvel Disney Plus shows that are coming out and any new ones that might be announced. So we'll cover that on November 12th for Disney Plus Day. And yeah, it's w- there should be a new um, Spider-Man No Way Home trailer coming out. And I'm pretty sure uh, pe- uh, they're rumor right now is next monday so uh that's around the corner and yeah just just exciting times ahead so let's not dwell 
on the ne- negative side of uh, the beginning of 2022. Uh, but let's let's end the year strong with the uh, MCU here because there's a lot to look forward to it. So, uh, Jared, do you have any other final thoughts? No, I don't. All right. So we thank you guys for tuning into another episode. And as I said before, expect a Hawkeye preview and an internals preview uh, probably next week. And we will see you guys then. And thank you guys very much. We will see you next time.